We Like Dota is brought to you with the generous support of our patrons. Patrons like Eol Graven, Samson Magnuson, Nathan Johnson, RX Cowbell, Monster, CBX, Mr. Fancy Pants, Icebug, Titus Andromedon, Paul Turner, Jeff Peterson, Zeke, Straw Cat, That Charlie, Yanni, Darkstorm Dota, Pistol Pete, and Matthew Evans. If you'd like to join a list of patrons, head on over to WeLikeDota.com and follow the links to our Patreon. We Like Dota episode 387 starts now. Welcome, listeners, to We Like Dota's podcast. We are the Internet's casual Dota 2 podcast. I'm your host, Jim, today, and I welcome uh, Big Media Arian. It's me. Hi. Why call me Big Media Arian? I hate when you call me that. But yeah, you're big time, man. You're, like, traveling the world, covering events. You have press passes. and Occasionally. You have one of those hats with a thing that says press in it. It lets you take pictures with this big uh, flash, probably, right? (laughs) (laughs) No. I did take pictures at this event, actually, which were accepted into our repository. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, I I heard. I listened to the podcast. No flash, though. Whoa, I got you listening to We Like Dota podcast? Yeah, well, I had a a doctor's appointment. I really am big media Aryan then. If I are, if yeah. my big media insight gets you to listen to the podcast, that's crazy. It's true. I had a doctor's appointment, so I had to drive for a while. Um, cool. But I chose your recording um, over all other podcasts that I have subscribed to. So mm. it was cool. I was I, I liked your question at the end too. What was that? Get fucked every other podcast. Oh, you mean the the press conference? You like the press conference? Yeah, I mean, I think it was your question. It was pretty quiet, but... Oh, yeah. I mean, I think I asked one or two, but I, like, forgot to start recording on the first one that I asked, I think, so that was a bit weird. Oh, well, maybe the second one then. Yeah. Press conference was... It wasn't... Uh, so, you know, afterwards, you know, I I got drinks with, the like, some of the ESL staff, and the person who organized that press conference, he wasn't that happy with it because it was not that well attended, and, like... Usually, mm. if you do a press conference in that format, where like you have them sitting at a table and then you know rules of journalists, it's supposed right. to be like a lot of journalists, you know, just like fighting each other who can ask questions. But it was like four journalists or something like that, so that made it a bit uh, weird for the format, I will say. Yeah, I guess I I don't know. Like sports uh, press conferences are like so predictable and mm. and like who cares like. There were some good questions, and oh. you know. can I can I go for a tangent actually? Yes. So in Europe, there was the the Champions League finals. Uh, yes. I think yesterday, and I didn't even watch the finals, right? But this even got through to me. Who's no like, German total... squad? You're not going to watch, right? No, I don't watch football at all. Except it's like Germany playing in the World or Euro Cup. Um, so like the I think Real Madrid, whoever won, um, yeah, they had a German player, Toni Kroos, and like. He didn't mm-hmm. like the questions uh, he was getting, and then he just told the reporter, like, uh, stop asking me these sh- two shit questions, and then he left the interview. That was pretty uh. funny. That was a cool moment. <laughs> I guess. I feel like, you know, it's 
a dumb part of your job, but you go and you answer the same questions the same dumb ways. Yeah, I think it was like, like mad because it was like negatively phrased questions. But oh, whatever. Yeah, I mean, like I don't like I I appreciate when athletes kind of go outside of the boundaries of what they're supposed to say, but like at least be nice to the guy asking the question. Like he's playing the game; too. he's just like playing the role too. You know, mm-hmm. like you could be mad at like someone else, but. Yeah, that's true. Um, but you were respectful, and I appreciated that. <laughs> so in addition to uh, attending that, and, and listeners, go listen to 386 if you have a chance. It's really good. Uh, and you get lots of insight into the 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 backstage mm. uh, and the, the social lives of Dota celebrities, which are as exciting as you'd imagine. It's true. Um, you also uh, introduced... Uh, the novel coronavirus and gave it to Jenkins at least. Wait, he has COVID? Yeah. Alright, there's no way I gave it to him. You did it, man. So I tested. You shouldn't have coughed on him. Alright. I did catch Corona at the major, something which I wasn't aware of when we recorded 386. Um but mm-hmm. so I flew back, right? So I had a like I was coming off a cold. Um, like a serious cold, almost a flu, I would say. Uh in the week before, which definitely before the major, which definitely wasn't COVID because like I tested myself a lot because obviously you, know, right. you have a cold these days, you're worried about having COVID. Um, I didn't test myself on the event days, um, which I still had some cold symptoms on. And I tested myself on Monday and Tuesday uh, after the major. On both times I tested negative. And I started being positive on Wednesday. Um, yeah, I I don't actually think you brought it to. Yeah. So there's a. Stockholm. I will say, if I have to be honest, the chance is non-zero, right? Because you can be infectious uh, when you're still testing negative. Uh, yeah. But you know, I I did the best I, to the best of my ability. I tried to prevent infection, and I'm like, I know a couple people from my group. They got COVID. Like. Uh, I'm I mean, pretty everybody sure everybody there probably got COVID. Not everybody, but uh, a big, a, a big chunk of people definitely caught COVID at the main, which is you know it's going to happen uh, at a big event like this, especially if you're going to like every after party possible where people are you know just chilling in bars from all over the world. Uh, it's yeah. you know, something that's going to happen. Thankfully, I had a extremely mild uh, illness. Like I had a Good. like bit of a scratchy throat for three days. Uh, and that's it. Wow. Yeah, I was I was a bit scared, honestly, because like you know, there's long COVID and shit like that. And yeah, to my you know non medical knowledge, it seems like that's just you know if you're unlucky, you get that. It doesn't have to do with like uh, being healthy or something. So I was a bit worried about that, but it seems like I I dodged the dodged the bullet there. Can I can I ask you a question about your COVID experience? Yeah, sure. Did you lose uh, smell and taste at any point? Uh, I like, so I ate a lot of salad with a lot of mm. acid, which pr- probably I shouldn't have done, uh, during the three days where I like had the most symptoms and it tasted a bit unusual, I will say, Okay, but I never lost like smell or taste and never got that bad. That's good. H- how has it impacted your Dota? Hee <laughs> 
I wasn't quarantined for today's the last day where I have to be in quarantine. Um, mm. Tomorrow I can be a free man again. But obviously, you know, I, I I jumped at the opportunity where I can I only can sit home for like six days in a row. So I played a ton of Dota. I played <laughs> Good. one, two, three. So in the last six days, like something like twenty games, I must have played something ridiculous like that. Jeez, um, not including like ten turbo games on top of that, maybe even more. Oh, Wait, wow. twenty games is stretching. One, two, three, four, like fifteen. I'm too lazy to count this, but around fifteen regular games and then ten turbo games. So a lot of games, definitely. Um, starting out the week, I had a lot of fun doing mid Mars. Um, oh. Which that that's a lot of fun, honestly. Like you, you have a very good attack animation. You can make people get very mad. Uh, I got people like all chatting me at level three, which doesn't happen in a lot of matchups. Just because you have such high base damage and a decent animation, you can like, especially on like some range, she was like invokers or storm spirit. You can like deny the shit out of them, and they can't do anything. Um, yeah. Wow. Uh, all chatting like your opponent in mid would all chat at you. Yes. Yes. Like. Something in Russian, I didn't know what they were saying, but <laughs> I assumed it was, like, in the first wave in one of the games, I got, like, four creeps, and then nice. the second, like, three, so they're they, they very mad. Um, yeah, mid-Mars very fun. Uh, I, I went Falcon Blade, which I think is, is fun to build on Mars. Uh, I never went Armlet. I mostly went, like, Falcon Blade, Desil, Blink, Travels, and then I just ran around killing people uh but did you get the eggs no i never got the eggs so i used to be a big fan of the eggs but i realized that the at level 15 the minus four second god's rebuke cooldown town exists and that like means you're suddenly like super super fast farmer because at that stage you're hopefully going to have your deso so Every six seconds, you can, like, one-shot a wave or one-shot some camps yeah. and then a couple hits on others uh, on jungle camps. So you really don't need the eggs, I feel like, um, on Mars right now, just because that talent is so good. You just one-shot waves, which is very satisfying, by the way. You know, just BAM! <laughs> uh, yeah, I. it feels very strong. Like, when you get to a good start on Mars, maybe it's because, you know, it's a hero balanced around being an offlaner. So yeah. it's balanced around not like being three or four levels higher than everybody on the on the rest of your team uh, or the enemy team. Yeah, big yeah. fun. The shard I think is it would cool. Be like fantastic against uh, like ranged carries. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The you know I suck all the all the projectiles for my teammates. Move <laughs> that one's always great. Yeah, uh, I played against special Taurat. I played against the Monkey King. And, like, four times in a single game, like, I destroyed his trees with the arena. And then he just sits there. <laughs> well done. Yeah. Um, Mars is cool. And, like, great scaling as well. Uh, I didn't even have to go BKB in most games. Because, like, I was ahead anyway. And I just went, like, <laughs> Deso, Blink, yeah. Satanic. And then I'm too tanky to kill. All right. You know, Shard or something. Uh, cool hero. 
would recommend try playing human mid. I'll I'll do it a bit, bit more probably. Uh, nice. I I'm I'm very close to hitting master tier on Queen of Pain. Oh yeah, I was gonna ask. I was looking at your uh, account this year, game history, but I, I didn't see what level quap you are. So I'm at level twenty four right now. Uh, 4k XP out of 7k needed. Uh, I have, so getting there, okay. pretty close. Uh, I'm trying to not, you know, burn myself out on playing Quap, but it's still a fun hero. Uh, it's hard to burn yourself out on it. Uh, yeah, I I played two ranked games also, one of mm. which I really should have lost, based on my personal play, but then I won, and then one game where I really should have won based on my personal play. I had like a great performance and KDA damage and everything and farm, uh, but I lost, so that was sad. But I blame my drug for that. He like Paul. There was like one of those, like throws like as a carry like at minute sixty, you like get solo picked off in a lane where you shouldn't be without buyback, mm-hmm. and the guy like profusely, profusely, do you say it like that? <laughs> profusely. Uh, profusely. Profusely apologized for the throw, but you know. <laughs> Yeah. Obviously, it, emotionally, it helped that he knew that he did something wrong, but that doesn't get me my MMR back. Um, <laughs> right. And then today I played a game, a ranked game that was just so toxic uh, that I decided, okay, I'm I'm just gonna tank the one negative game and I'm not gonna not gonna start playing ranked again. I had like you know, it was one of those games. Enemy team has one Smurf. Your team has one Smurf. Your Smurf refuses to build BKB at an appropriate time and then you just lose to the enemy smurf. Oh, yeah, that'll happen. Yeah, not fun. I played way too. <laughs> Up to a point. Well, that's... At some point I was just tilted. What can you do? Uh, yeah. I played a great game just now with... Uh, this was a, a, a go... Do you know what this word means, uh, Jim? Goaded? A goated? Goated. You know what the goat means, right? Yeah. It's like an abbreviation of that, like a verb. Okay. So the stack was Zach, B-Dub, Sam, Benji, and me. Okay. Very, very, I feel like unusual combination, but worked out very well. I carried, obviously. Uh, right, of course. We had an anti-mage against Medusa, and Zach had like a really tough lane against... Uh, against Nightstalker, which got me a bit worried, but then he just went Diffusal, Diffusal Manta Scadi, uh, and I was enough damage to like kill Medusa and other heroes. I was like the the main damage dealer in that game. Not my anti-mage. Very fun game. Nice. Also, a lot of fun on the comms, just talking shit. That's always nice when you have a, a good atmosphere in the stack. But what I was going <laughs> to... I, yeah. I wanted to say, I had some... So in the like game winning team fight in that game, I get one double shackle. Then when it's off cooldown, like there was a creep that was like twenty HP on the enemy team, and I put the shackle on him and behind it I shackle the Dusa. Then we kill the Dusa uh. and the Night Stalker, and then on the next cooldown shackle I get another double shackle. People were uh. screaming and going crazy on the mic because of the the Seb Windranger performance. Yeah, it's probably because you attended that and you saw those th- those plays in person. Yeah, I did it as a core, though. You know, I have other things nice. to worry about. And still, I land three amazing shackles in a row. Just god gamer. Mm-hmm. That's me, June. 
Uh, <laughs> can I ask you to you know transition ourselves here? You had a you had a yes. name change. I did, yes. So I was like so, browsing the guild, and then I was like, "Who's this Johnny Cash parentheses alien guy? And why is he? <laughs> did he like hack us?" And then I was, "Oh shit, that's Jim." You like never changed your name and profile. I, I so know. My I, assumption, I very rarely changed my name. My assumption is, uh, because you have a drawing of alien Johnny Cash on your right on your profile picture. My assumption is that like it was something your daughters drew. Ah, your assumption is correct. I'm so good, Dean. Yeah, I was just, uh, I was driving my daughter to physical therapy. I picked her up at school and she was like, ah, I drew a picture of Johnny Cash. Not and alien? Thought, Regular is... Johnny Cash or alien Johnny Cash? Well, she just, she had just said uh, at the time, I drew a picture of Johnny Cash and this is unusual. Um, I said, you know, <laughs> I said, you know who Johnny Cash is? And her social studies teacher has like a poster of Johnny Cash in the in the room, and so she was bored, and so she really? drew like a cartoon version of Johnny Cash. And then she says, "But I made him an alien," and I was intrigued. And then uh, when we got to PT, she showed me the little picture, this little piece of paper, and I I, I think it's great. I love it. Yeah, like it's true. it's clearly identifiably Johnny Cash. Yeah. Just for reference, guys, uh, Jim's daughter is 27 years old. Yeah, she is. Um, but she's a professional cartoonist. <laughs> and then she painted his face green and put Saturn in the background and some stars. So, and, and she wrote Johnny Cash next to it in yeah. case people didn't know. Don't get it wrong. So then I said, yeah, I love this. I'm going to use this as my profile picture. I'm like, maybe I'll change my name to Johnny Cash, parentheses, alien, close parentheses. Uh, so I did that before we played a bunch of games on Thursday. Um, but I think I might be changing the name back. Why? It's not not bringing you a lot of luck? No, I don't think it's a winning name. I know this is like a, a fourth spirit thing with vicinity. Change your name and you see how you do, but no. You don't think so? I I, I don't know, man. We lost. I lost all my games Thursday. So you're just blaming your poor daughter for like being bad at daughter? No, I'm blaming my poor daughter for uh, causing Smurfs to appear on the other team. Mm, I see. Yeah. And so she's not directly impacting my play, uh, which was flawless in all the games. <laughs> no, it, it wasn't. It definitely wasn't flawless. But um, we did have, I don't know, we just lost like a couple... Reasonably close games. We did some clowny stuff. I tried playing Invoker One with, uh, mid with mid faceless void. Thank God I wasn't in that game, dude. Yeah, it didn't work somehow. <laughs> oh, you won on Storm Spirit. Wow. Yeah, I won on Storm a little while ago. This guy's crack. Yeah, Storm's fun. I think I was MVP of that game. Storm's even not though, fun uh, right now. Ray had twenty six kills. I refuse to yeah. enjoy Storm until they give me back Bloodstone and remove the stupid null mechanics. Really? I didn't enjoy the stupid null mechanics. But the game went pretty late, so I had already replaced all my null talismans by that point. Yeah, um, yeah the Storm was fun, though. Yeah, I mean... That was a good time. It's fun. Oh, the early sheepstick. Could be more fun, though, if they changed the game a bit. It's true. I'll tell you what I did have a lot of fun with. Have you seen this video uh, by Jenkins Dota 
where he talks about like how you win pubs at each position. No. All right. So he goes through all five positions. This is like, this is how you win pubs. And it's basically like very high level tips of like how it goes for this, you know, position on a team. Um, and they're kind of like dumb pub tips. So he says for position four, uh, you just set up a ward in their jungle and you hunt couriers and you body block their pull camp. Uh, and you just keep doing that. You just keep killing couriers and keeping them from pulling the whole game. Mm-hmm. The whole game at, at 50 minutes, you're like, your job is to keep people from pulling. Yeah, you just keep replacing that one ward. Uh, even if it's way past, even if you've taken that lane of racks and there are no creeps there, right. you still wait for couriers. Um, but that's kind of how I've been playing four anyway. Mm-hmm. Like I've been just going after couriers and, and messing with people, and it's been yes. a ton of fun. And we ended up getting pulled into a stack to play ranked Arian. Mm. This is a, a rare occasion for me. I I remain uncalibrated but we got pulled into a rank game and I was four and I picked Hoodwink who I've been really enjoying Funny hero. and I think I have like achieved Jenkins Hood elaborate like I I set up my ward I killed like four couriers in the first like three minutes of the game uh, I killed like at least one more uh, later on, I was just body blocking camps and right clicking the five who I think wasn't very good and damn get could us have ass. done a lot more to me, but they just kind of let me beat them up. And then, like their one would rotate over, and I'd shackle both of them to a, or, you know, throw the bolas and hit both of them to a tree and scurry into the forest. It was so much fun. Um, I just like goofed off for a while. Yet. You lost? Yeah, we definitely lost. Uh, the opposing team... Uh, who, who was that? Ember, Wraith King, Lion, Pango, AA. Yeah, the uh, opposing Ember went 17-4. and four. Mm-hmm. Good for him. That's like almost as good as I do in every game I play. I know. Yeah, maybe he'll be as good as you at some point. Uh, his account's only level 41, and he's never lost with Morphling. Uh, and he just got or another Rampage with Morphling uh, yesterday. Um, I don't know what, like, prompts someone to smurf in ranked. Uh, but it's completely bizarre. So we got outsmurfed. You think this guy's a smurf? And- so I did come across this game. I don't think he's a smurf. You don't think that guy's I don't a smurf? Think he's a smurf. He has a forced yeah, streak on Morphling that's like, you know, not that impressive. Like one rampage, you know. It's not like he's like Did you click on did you click on the rampage game? Alright, let me click on the rampage game. Twenty <laughs> seven. Mm. Where he went twenty seven hmm. and one. All right, I really in his fourth game ever on Morphling. I, how do how can you see it's his fourth game ever on Morphling? Because he has a 100% win rate on Morphling. Oh. And if his streak is 4, he's played 4 Morphling games. I rescind my assessment, actually. <laughs> yeah. 
I I I see I find Smurfs. So you um, you killed this guy four times. Good for you. Yeah, I mean he was you know playing kind of recklessly. I see. Uh, the Pango was just like so far ahead of everyone the whole game. Um, he just farmed much much more efficiently than anyone else uh, present, and so he was really the problem. <laughs> And I, I kind of feel like we had a Smurf because we have backwards on our team, who's Straw Cab. Didn't perform, I guess, this and game. Didn't carry you. Yeah, I, I'm i kind of surprised at how low his badge is. I feel like he's better than that. Wow. <laughs> so I feel like we kind of had our Call own Smurf. Call him out, Jesus, John. <laughs> Call him out for saying he's better than his rank? his badge is low. What's your badge? You don't even have a badge. Goddamn right, I don't have a badge. <laughs> No, I, like I was saying, I think I think backwards is better. I'm surprised. Like back when, uh, remember when Uranium Heart had like a Guardian badge? Yeah. Like how? Like that's he deserved not right. it. That kid's trash. That happened. Nah, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. So like you know, I think I think backwards is good, and and he played pretty well mid against the guy, but um, eventually we just we just lost. But man, playing Hoodwink and and doing all the four stuff, it was so fun. I've really enjoyed Hoodwink lately. Yeah. It's I in the like rank game that I won like for half the game, like all the other heroes on the enemy team were irrelevant to me. But there was this hoodwink with an Atos who just ruined my fucking life. S Corp. <laughs> oh. oh, I bet. Yeah, yeah, and it's fun to hit the the sharpshooter, and and once you get that bushwhack talent that reduces the cooldown on bushwhack by four seconds. Yeah, that one's you could like, that's, it's insane that that one's like a, a level 10 talent, by the way. Like a level 10, you just yeah. get that. You could just do stuff like all the time mm. um, and just hit a lot of buttons. So I'm enjoying Hoodwink. She's my, my next uh, hero to focus on. Nice, nice. Uh, other than that, just uh, waiting for the patch. I feel like it has to come this week. It should, because DPC leagues are starting on the 6th. Start next week. <laughs> yeah. So, want to head over to the news and start talking about DPC? To read the future, I need entries! Alright. DPC starts next week, and so all the teams are shuffling their rosters. Um, Or a lot of them are. I don't know. Maybe just two are. But, I mean, that's actually an Eastern European team, Team Luna. They are literally shuffling their rosters by flying the flares back and forth between regions to compete into multiple qual- in multiple qualifiers. So, in a sense, yes, other teams are <laughs> really? shuffling the. <laughs> Is that allowed? It's not allowed, but they haven't been busted. Oh. <laughs> they haven't been busted yet, but I assume it's going to happen soon. Well, we know uh, the Valve, the Dota Police, listen to our podcast. Yeah, that's so, true. Yeah, sorry, Team Luna. So there's really two big uh, relevant roster changes. The first one is Sumail to Nigma. Wow! How do you feel about this? I mean, obviously, you know, bit of a bit of a Nigma fan here. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be pretty funny. Like, imagine you're like a random, you know, random tier two European player. You're like, oh boy, <laughs> uh, just qualified to the 
to the Western European Dota Pro Circuit in Division 2. I wonder who my first opponent will be. And then it's this team that you have to play Sumail and Miracle in first round. Uh, <laughs> that's going to be pretty funny. Yeah, um, yeah uh, I mean, you know, they're going to crush Division 2, uh, obviously. Probably. <laughs> it would be funny if they like got like a middling result in Division 2. How fast they would just <laughs> They came in second. <laughs> <laughs> Would be pretty funny. Uh, yeah, I mean, we won't see them like perform on t- Division One until next year. Uh, but what people forget, like, there's close qualifiers, right? They could still make it to TI, not through the DPC, but through close qualifiers. And could they even make it if they win this? Yeah, I think they'd get invited to regionals, right? If they win this Division Two. Yeah, I was going to ask you, is that how it works? So the, the regional qualifiers are the Tier 1 teams? That didn't make it. That... Okay. And I think the top two of Division 2, if I remember correctly. Ah. Should be. Because, like, they are Division 1 teams after this, you know, season, if they win Division 2, right? Because they get transferred anyway. I think... Yeah, one would think. I think it works like that. Um... If they can beat... Uh, into the breach. Yeah, I mean, the question is, right, so last year, Nigma was very close to making TI as well, but then OG, they, they narrowly lost to OG in the in the qualifiers and Tundra. Um, so, basically, if Nigma makes TI, depends on how well EU does at this last major. And right now, hmm. it's looking pretty good because, you know... Uh, EU teams like Tundra, they're already basically qualified. OG are qualified. Uh, Gladiators are qualified. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. It's not going to be like last major, uh, like last TI qualifier where all the EU teams, they kind of did badly. Like Alliance or something, right? Where like they win the DPC and then they get dead last at the major or something. Uh, definitely right. not a situation like this in terms of DPC points this year. So the EU qualifier might like be achievable for Nigma. Um Oh, Which nice. might be what they're what they're going for. Yeah, I mean, it would be, certainly be a shame to have a TI without Sumail and Miracle. Yeah, on the same team. Yeah, just gotta you know fix their fix their drafting a bit, and then they they could be a top contender. And I think uh, huh. this team would have been like totally non viable a couple of years ago. But you see, like what OG is doing, they're definitely doing a tricore. You know, it's like whoever gets a game carries the game. Uh, Right. So, like, I think we're slowly getting to a point where, like, one team can support, like, two megastars, like, Sumail and Miracle, and they can both have have their cake. Yeah. And you just... Right. I mean, you just, like, pick around that. It gives you flexibility. Yeah, exactly. Even they can both do mid and Nygma safe. were liquid now. and they won TI, like, sometimes... Miracle would be the carry. Sometimes Matumpa Man would be the carry. Yeah, exactly. Like, this is what a lot of people were talking about. Like, this gives them a lot of flex potential potential in terms of heroes and positions on so, Miracle and Sumail. So speaking about flexible drafting, uh, the other major change is in Evil Geniuses. <laughs> um, they got rid of Jerax. Bye-bye! Yeah, so that uh, experiment is over, and they re-signed Fly. Man. Uh, who they I think it's very funny that he like 
you know, you'd expect Dota players to be like petty about this kind of thing and just like, oh no, <laughs> right. you kicked me. I'm not going to come back. But players like, well, sure, I'll come back if you have me. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's just flies older, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. He's not like an impetuous young kid, and like it's professional sports. Like this happens all the time, you know. Like free agents get sent to other teams, and you know, no, you know, no skin off their back. They come back and they play with those people again. Like they can do it. Yeah. Um, do you think this will like as make as... them better? I mean, I I think it's a step up. Yeah, I guess you can only go up from here if you're EG. Yeah. In the sense that I think Jerax was rusty. Um, And he wasn't like... Because if you watch the... Did you watch any of the Fear videos? Uh, No. Uh, So this guy Fear, uh, who used to be on EG. You know the... (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know who Fear is. Come on. NA player. (laughs) Yeah. He he started making all these videos, like analyzing games uh, at the Major. And he did like three EG games. Then he did a bunch from the other ones. His whole series on like YOG one. It's it's really interesting. Um, I'm learning a lot just from like how the game goes uh, in like a broad sense. They're really good videos. But he pointed out that like Artizi and Abed and Crit were always coordinated, mm-hmm. and Nightfall and Jerax were not. And the one thing that he pointed out, which like resonated with me because of my WLDL experience was Abed is doing crazy Abed things and Arteezy and Crit know that Abed is doing crazy Abed things and they're just going to ignore him. But then Nightfall and Jerax jump in to save Abed. Abed gets out because he's Abed, but then Nightfall and Jerax are dead. Mm. <laughs> um, and I'm used to that from WLDL with Praetor. Like Praetor's doing crazy Praetor things. It's fine. Um, it'll work out. And like Nightfall and Jerax were never on the same page. Like when people wanted to fight, they wouldn't target the same heroes that, that the other three were. Um, and so I think Fly was obviously part of that core for so long. They're kind of all going to be on the same page and they just have to incorporate Nightfall. Um, so if they can, I think, you know, mm-hmm. second place is possible. Um, the standard uh, EG second place, but I don't know. I mean, it just comes down to how Nightfall gets integrated into like team communication. That it was all about like communicate. Like EG would come out of the laning phase, they'd be doing really well, and RTZ would be you know forming better than anyone else. Uh, and then there would be a couple team fights where like Nightfall would hit BKB and initiate on someone all the way across the map, and then. Um, the other three would get involved over here, and there was just like poor communication between them. Um, so I, I think adding Fly instead of Jerax would help that, but who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I mean he's like, and maybe a, maybe the patch will convince EG's drafters that um, Crit can play some of the heroes uh, that he's Grandmaster level on. Maybe instead of just Rasta. He is Grandmaster on Rasta, Chen, though. Is he Grandmaster on Rasta? So. Maybe not Grandmaster, but like, he's definitely high high tier on Rasta. Yeah. yeah he's, he's a good Rasta player. I, I know he's Grandmaster uh, Earth Spirit, Dark Willow, and Pangolier. Um, 
And maybe Rasta. But like Chen, you know, no one wants to see that. Hmm. But uh, I think it'd be good. And, you know, it's NA, so if three teams from NA come out, we, we all know who they're going to be. I mean, right? I mean, if if two teams qualify with points and you have one qualifier, it goes to Quincy, and then that's that's it. Uh, I saw some people hyping out Team Nouns. I think those people are crazy, just for the record. Uh, I don't even know who Team Nouns they're is. The, they're the Zoomers. Oh, four Zoomers? Yeah. Four Zoomers. I mean, I was a gold supporter of four Zoomers. Because they had monkeys laugh as a sound mm-hmm. thing, and I'll be a gold supporter of any team that has monkeys laugh. So my twenty dollars right on the table for you. There, slacks. I, I something which you said sparked my curiosity. Saying three NA teams. Uh, looking at this right now, it's not even clear that EG will get to TI through the DPC. Right now, they are rank fourteen. Really? They're not even like, yeah. Right now, they're not in TI based on points. So, like, winning huh. the... Winning the, you know, obviously the lower tier thing would give them, but I think this is going to shift a lot also, especially at, at the bottom, because a lot of Chinese teams are going to get points from the next major. Um, so, may it oh, may I just... Yeah, I mean, yeah. TSM, they're, you know, obviously qualified. Uh, it may just be EG and TSM. Or, you know, maybe EG isn't even going if Quincy Crew can, like, upset them in this next DPC. Yeah, I mean, TSM is pretty solid, I think, at this point, Yeah, right? definitely the best NA team. I mean, but just in terms of the points. Yeah, like, yeah. They're, I mean, they're, like, mathematically, like, 99.9 whatever percent qualified. But yeah. EG, they're so not they looking should, that great. They, so TSM should tank... At this next DPC and let, and let EG get some points. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, maybe. Or Quincy. Maybe. But yeah, I mean, I think if another NA team wants to qualify through the DPC, they're going to need a good major performance at the third major. And I don't really see that happening for EG or Quincy right now. I mean, yeah, they just have to get more than zero points. Would be hype, though. Like uh, an NA team doing well at Arlington. Maybe TSM wins their major. Maybe. I mean, EG finished second at every other major. I mean, that was last like... year in the different roster, though, right? So... <laughs> well, it was the first one of this tour and the last one of last tour. first one of this tour was cancelled, I believe. I don't know. It says Tour 1. They finished. They got 130 DPC points from the... Uh... That's the regional finals that won the major. Oh, the regional yeah. thing? They oh, didn't okay. have a first major this, this season. Oh, uh, so, okay. Yeah, so they came in second, second, and second. Yeah. Uh, second at the first, ma- second at the last two majors, and second in the last tour. Yeah, but you know, like their major performance, like getting second, uh, that's that's a slightly different roster. I guess now pretty similar. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's the issue, right? Is that they lost ninety-seven and a half points mm. for kicking Jarrax, and they would be. Yeah, I mean, they'd be up around like tenth uh, if they. Had <laughs> So, which is, I mean, not bad considering they got zero at the major. Yeah, boy. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, they'll come in first or second in uh, the regular season, which is up to 400 or 240 yeah, points. Then you also have to consider, right, 
the okay. Chinese teams. They're gonna at the third major. They're gonna definitely like make this lower portion of the of the DPC rankings. They're gonna make this very competitive. Yeah, I mean, it, right? Because so yeah, I guess the question is like, how did the points get affected by the lack of China at the last major? It means. Uh, the Chinese teams themselves, they don't get affected that much because like, they still had their regional finals, which gave them points. But it means that I guess Europe took advantage of this in a big way. Uh, you know, European teams got high placement at the major where maybe they wouldn't have it's an the SA. Chinese teams. Were there. Yeah, SA. A South America. I mean, yeah, too. basically everybody but China, but Europe because they got like the very high placements at the major except TSM. Uh, yeah. Yeah, especially them. It's it's crazy yeah, though it'll, that it'll be exciting. It'll be good. PSG LGD still at the very top of the of the rankings because they've just been winning everything there is to win in China. I know they only come in like if you look yeah, at their they only, if you look at the first table, place they, only first only, place only nothing else first place for every single competition they've entered. Yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, that'll be awesome. I hope they get a chance to come to Arlington. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You gonna be there in Arlington? The, Nah, nah, that's that's far. I think we're doing that's a. Far uh, from me, sadly. We might we might do like a watch party at uh, Titus Andromedon's house, but because it'll be in our time zone. So, true, true. Uh, but that's it. So yeah, I I think it's exciting. I'm I'm hoping uh, we'll have an exciting season here, as long as some team picks up Monkey's laugh. <laughs> I really want to see that data. I want to see how many people bought simply two based uh, gold uh, for the last tour, and then four zoomers gold. Like these teams can't possibly have that many fans. Yeah, you know? they're like the turnover but, based on the voice line, right? Yeah, like every monkeys fan just switches to whatever it is. Uh, then the other thing coming up. We talked about roster shuffles is the patch, which we have already hinted at, uh, that must happen before June 5th. Hopefully. You think, I mean, they can't, they can't just like <laughs> come right back into this. Like, I'm not, I'm uh, not counting on anything at this point. Oh, first pick Pugna. I mean, they'll surely uh, do like a mini patch, you know, like nerfing Wraith Pact and like the Blaine and stuff. Uh not sure if they like have a huge patch. I think. I mean, I think they have to. Who knows? This is like the window to have the big patch, right? It is. It is. And so the big question to me, right? I will pose it to uh, us: is how will BKB be addressed? Whew. I mean. So the way Dota has been balanced for the couple, you know, years and months, right? Um, I think the premise that Icefrog sees BKB as something that has to be addressed, even at this stage where it's like so blatantly overpowered, um, is not a given. Yeah. Which I think is sad, but whatever, you know, can't can't have any influence on that. Uh, Maybe it'll be like an indirect nerf, you know, where a refresher gets it instead of BKD, which I also think like shows the bias Ice Forecast towards this item, right? Where like the only refre reason refresher is good is that, you know, BKB is good. 
<laughs> but instead <laughs> okay. of like taking that as a sign that like oh maybe I should do something about this BKB I oh no refresher gets it that'd be funny yeah if he, if he nerfed refresher I mean or... BKB is cheap as fuck compared to most items right 4k gold that's nothing compared to some items so maybe like recipe increase like maybe like a 2k recipe could be something uh, Something which I would like gross. to see is finite charges, no recipe rebuying. Or like a 2.5k recipe, finite charges. And you can rebuy the recipe for 2.5k. Oh, okay. But yeah, finite charges That's would be my, my favorite change. Like, you can have this broken item, but then at some point, you know, your brokenness is going to run out. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't think of any, like, all the heroes that are picked are ones that buy BKB, like, right mm-hmm. away. Yeah, just and run th- one through four. Just everybody, even fucking yeah. just falls are rushing <laughs> BKB these days. So boring. Yeah, and it, it makes playing certain heroes, like uh, Hoodwink mm-hmm. <laughs> or Dark Willow, just really boring. Yeah, it's like, well. In the mid game, there's gonna be a time where, like, in team fights, I just chill for ten seconds and try not to die. Then I can do my things. Yeah, you just hope you can run away during the ten seconds, or take advantage of your own cores. Ten seconds. Yeah, it's a very strange thing. I wonder if, like, I was kind of talking about this with Sam on the Discord. Like, what if this is just the correct meta? Like, it is objectively correct that everyone should buy BKB. I mean, it is. That's why everybody's doing it. But, you know. Right, but, like, re- like regardless of, like, balance. Like, this is not an issue of patch balance pushing people toward BKB so much as an inherent quality of the game of Dota that we've all learned that BKB is just what everyone should buy. Hmm. I mean, that is true. I think, you know, we strive to do the most yeah. optimal thing in Dota because we love to win and we hate to lose. But yeah, I think, you know, BKB being like the optimal thing to buy in so many situations is something that we can influence. Or at least, you know, yeah, it can be changed. Yeah, I, I they're probably going to... But the minimum right now is six seconds, right? It goes yeah. down to six from nine. I mean, they, they got to bring that back down. Like I mean, the the real answer is probably he just changes it back to how it was. <laughs> but still, right? Which would like be not exciting. Even then, but... like it's so prevalent. I don't know why. Like every item in Dota is subjected to like being balanced and like having to be balanced, except BKB. Like, why does this one fucking item that's like so boring get a free pass? I don't get it. Yeah, yeah, it was bought even more than Blink Dagger or something in the last month or so. And then the heroes. What's weird is that the heroes that get free BKBs aren't. Yeah, trending. I mean BKB is cheap, right? It's four K gold. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then the heroes that have free BKBs they get countered by silences. BKB doesn't. Ah, yeah, that's true. Like a drug always has to worry yeah. about you know getting silenced and not getting his BKB off. You know what? What silences items? Doom, and like that one fucking silencer talent. That's it. 
<laughs> level 25 yeah. silencer. Uh, hex. Hex cool. silencer yeah. items. And stuns, um, obviously, but you know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I wonder, and everything, because I, I thought maybe like status resistance would be a way they could go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and make status resistance. Yeah, but a that's thing, also like a but, kind of toxic mechanic, because. BKB, yeah, like, it has it counterplay, and but, like, if you make, like, an item, you know, that gives you, like, 70% status resistance or something, you know, that also makes the game kind of unfun to play because, like, disables are how you do things in Dota, right? Most right. most spells or abilities are either damage or disable. Right. Yeah, and, and, and it, that... You'd have to figure out a way to do it without just, like, buffing Sanj because then it just makes... Like strength cores even yeah, better. Exactly. People who want to buy, like, right? Because I know Fourth Spirit always talks about one of the toxic effects of BKB being so good strength is cost, that because like, it's the strength cores are even ideal better item for because them. they double. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's like a seems like a maybe just more BKB piercing stuff like that because they built that new item right um, that comes out of Witchblade. You think that should go through yeah. KB? Well, maybe, but like, it's zero bought because yeah, everybody every has BKB refresher. opponent has a BKB. <laughs> yeah, it's like, why would you ever get that? Like the opposing Crystal Maiden has maybe a BKB. Ice Rocks. He just like he's balanced himself into a corner, and he doesn't know how to get himself out of it. You know, like. Yeah, there's this BKB item. He can't really like go with it anymore because everybody's complaint. Like the anti BKB movement, I feel like has been wrapped. You know, I've been a you know founding member of the anti BKB movement, but <laughs> yes, uh, yeah. like the anti BKB movement, like I feel like it has grown like tenfold in the last half a year, where BKB has become this prevalent. Yeah. So like he it's can't true. really go, like he can't really leave it as is. But he also, like, the game's balanced in sh- such a way that, like, you know, he can't really go without it. Because, like, if he just removes the item, uh, it won't be fun as well. Because, you know, everybody's just going to be chained uh. to death. And that's not very that's not yeah. very appealing. <laughs> so what do you do, right? Like, do you just remove stunts from the game and make, like, slows the new meta or something? It's like, it's like there's not really a, a straightforward path here. Wow, remove BKB and all stuns. I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, if you if you remove BKB, That'd be cool. you have to, like, completely rebalance yeah. the whole game. Like, there's no other item oh, in yeah. the game that, like, removing it would have... Maybe boots, actually. Maybe removing boots. Like, oh, you can't be faster than the, the movement speed that God gave you. Maybe that would have even bigger impact in terms of, like, map play. <laughs> Yeah. But like after that, you know, it's gotta be BKB. So you yeah. like you have to like build a new game, like build new gameplay basically if you completely remove BKB. Yeah, that would be wild. I would, I would love it. Be so cool, <laughs> no BKB, and it just like all stuns just become like hundred percent slows. <laughs> it would be cool. <laughs> I think it would be cool. I what about this? Every hero gets a free BKB. <laughs> Just like in a in your new slot, TP slot, BKB slot. Yeah. 
Oh boy. Yeah, at, at five minutes, you just I, I, get a BTB. You know, we're, we're just memeing now. That's not like remotely balanced. No. <laughs> Would be funny though. <laughs> no, but I do like. I really do like remove PKP and remove all stuns. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's like you know. It's, it's like crazy. what do you do? What do you do? It's a yeah. You know, Dota Two is a cornered animal right now, or Ice Rock rather. Yes, that's when you got to yeah, watch exactly. out. This is why he hits you with the with the new cool thing. You think. Yeah, hundred percent. You think talents are crazy? You think neutral <laughs> random drops are crazy? The crazy yeah. shit's coming. Wait until next. Wait until next patch when you can't buy yeah. boots. <laughs> <laughs> that would oh, be very man. funny. Do you have any uh, any other predictions for the patch? Uh, I hope notes get changed. I hope like. Oh, yeah, I'm sure they will. <laughs> give 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 Quop a new eggs. That's like super fun, and then it's like the perfect hero. Because her current eggs is boring as fuck. It's like one of the few eggs that's like still a legacy eggs, you know, back when eggs like did yeah, stuff like kind of remove cooldown and increase damage. Wow. Uh, that's like one of the only eggs that still works like that. Um, and then, you know, remove nodes, make storm different. I don't care what you do, like remove half of spells and only retain your ultimate. I'm gonna shit. Current storm, toxic hero. I don't like it, even though I'm a storm sparrow. Like, Make Nolts do something different than reduce mana costs so Storm isn't forced to like chain by Nolts until eternity. And then just yeah. you know Bloodstone right now, nobody buys it. Just give it back. Just give give the old Bloodstone back. Clearly, you know, this new Bloodstone, it isn't working. It was like viable for two heroes like Lesh and Necrophos sometimes. Not 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 even Lesh is buying it right now. Nobody's buying Bloodstone. So like yeah, no timber yeah, no exactly. storm. Nobody's buying bloodstone. Just you know, accept your failure. Make make bloodstone cool again. Infinite scaling, very fun. This current bloodstone, very boring. Yeah. This bloodstone is so yeah. weird. No niche, no niche. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know why anyone would ever do it. Oh, that's weird. Um, yeah, bloodstone would be good. Who do you think? I, I got a prediction for who I think is going to be uh, the carry of the next patch. Uh, hit me. Phantom Assassin. Phantom, yeah, I could see that. I mean, just because she, like, she hasn't had her time. Should in the this sun patch and... be the PA patch? Because like she's like the physical damage dealer in the BKB meta. It should be right, but it's not. So I feel like maybe she's better. Maybe she's already like okay. I think she's okay. There's just like I think one she's thing holding like her back. Okay. I think she's pickable in a lot of situations. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it, like I've seen her have like pretty big impact in a bunch of my games. Uh, you know, for my team and against my team. And I just suspect like it's one of those things where they change a couple numbers and they change like the viability of a couple other heroes, and all of a sudden like she's worth. Uh, she's like the top most yeah. big carry. I think that's a cool prediction. I could see that happening. Uh, yeah, and I, I hope my boy Lifestealer gets some love. Yeah, he's he's struggling a bit right now. Yeah, I mean he's a strength hero who doesn't have to buy BKB, and he, he's just <laughs> terrible. <laughs> uh, I don't know what they. I mean, I guess I don't know. Change some numbers around. It's it's good. You gotta have. 
you know, both of these I think are that, but I think you, you gotta have easy heroes. You know? Uh, like not every hero has to be like Earth Spirit. Like you have I mean, I don't think like, there's people like keep saying easy heroes. I don't think that's easy heroes, right? Like that's simple heroes, but that's no Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, no that's easy good. heroes. Because, like a hero that like Phantom Assassin, right? It's simple. But that actually like most of the time makes it harder. Because you have like less right. tools at your disposal, uh, and you need to use those perfectly. No, you're right. Yeah, that and and that's a good way to phrase it. And that's what I mean. Like just having yeah, straightforward heroes. heroes like right. yeah, Phantom Assassin like does lots of physical damage sometimes. You know, Life Stealer runs at people and eats mm-hmm. them. That's okay. You can have those guys too. And then you have Rubik. So, yeah, that's my prediction. PA. Want to head over to Noobs Ass Noobs, grab a couple of these questions? Holy shit! If you want peace, you must prepare for war. If you want war, you must also prepare for war. The lesson is, always prepare for war! First question is from Mr. Fancy Pants. He asks, which Dota hero would you be most interested in playing a single-player spin-off game based upon, and what would the core mechanics be, and would other heroes come in as the supporting cast? Now, this is clearly an effort from Mr. Fancy Pants, who is a game to developer. steal our uh, ideas. To, yeah, to steal ideas right. from us. Yep. Call of Duty yep. with Snipe. Just kidding. Um... <laughs> it's the same thing. It's just yeah. an old man instead. Right, I have a good one, actually. So, I've never played a game like this, but I think it would be a funny concept. You know these, like, Japanese dating sims? (laughs) Damn it. Yes, I do know that. No way! One of those those (laughs) with Pangolier, and he's, like, trying to, you know... Oh! Yeah, I think that would be pretty cool. He's, like, a romance guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. He seems romantic. He's French. That counts, right? Yeah, <laughs> so would other heroes show up? Luna has to be there, right? Because you need cartoon continuity. Uh, yeah, yeah, Luna can be there. Uh, maybe some, you know, mixed representation would be cool, like some men and some women, so people can like choose who they want to date. Oh yeah, maybe like absolutely. Uh, you know, maybe like something like Ricky uh, in there. So like. You start off like on the wrong footing, and then you find out that he actually, you know, he has a traumatic past, and he's actually a cool guy. Then maybe something like Enchantress, where it's the exact opposite. You're like, oh, this this girl's great. I could see myself with her, and then it turns out she's like a complete psychopath. What if, yeah, what if Jug's in it, and we get, when we get a mm-hmm. face reveal, that could be nice. You eventually, you know, get so to the point where you, you would have you would have said this again uh, as well. Yeah, I was gonna, I was going to say though? dating sim. Who I also think like the, the protagonist of the dating sim. Ah, uh, I think Panther is really good. He is the objectively um, right choice. I feel like. I think probably. I I also was thinking, of like, I guess like a visual novel. That's what they're called. A visual right? novel. I don't know. I've heard that phrase before. Elaborate? Like a like an interactive movie kind of thing. Like game. a choose your own adventure type um, thing? Yeah, I guess. 
right? Where it's all like Persona. Is that a game? Yeah, it's a game, I right? think that's a game. That's like a game that Proud plays. <laughs> okay, so yeah, we got a game that Proud plays. I always thought it'd be good, like Legion Commander, but it's all about her life, not fighting in Dota. So like not fighting or not so, fighting in Dota, like her cooking stuff or like just hanging yeah, around in the camp, yeah. managing the day to day tasks. Like w- what's a Dota hero's life like when oh, they're that's not a cool concept. on the field of battle? I like that. You know, like she's gonna be all achy. She's gonna be all achy. You know, yeah. she has to go to a, maybe, a chiropractor or physical maybe therapy she has or something. To manage disputes between like her army people. That could be, yeah. Just like the the lives of the Dota heroes, doing everyday mm, stuff. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, but <laughs> we both went in, like the same direction. <laughs> And supporting cast, like who, who for like everyday stuff, Legion Commander could pass in the real world or something similar to the real world. Yeah, in like a different time. in a way that like Outworld Devourer, for example, would have no. Would have could difficulty. be like a, you know, unless you're like going for a realistic approach, but like you could be like a demon, like some weird demon type Outworld yeah. Devourer. Yeah, I'm thinking of like Outworld Devourer, like. In the waiting room at an optometrist's yeah, office I don't or think something. That, you know? that, that doesn't seem like his that natural would be habitat. An odd scene. No. He's the watcher on the rim. So if he does need optometry services, uh, it's very mm. important to him. Ooh, I love this next question. Next, <laughs> next question from Lincoln Park. If you had to choose a single hero to assist you during zombie apocalypse, there's, who would it be? Did we I don't think this we word? did, and I feel like this is one of the few questions okay. where there's objectively a right answer. You're right on it, so why, it's don't, why don't you go first? He commands the zombies. Right? If he's assisting me, no zombie will touch me. Yeah. yeah right? I mean, it's not going to be the most pleasant, right? But... I don't think there's any no. zombie immune Dota heroes. If there's enough zombies, you know, uh, they they're gonna get turned eventually. And if you choose a very powerful guy, right? Like, imagine you choose, let's see, I don't know, Faceless Void, for example. You know, obviously he's he's a right. strong fighter. He's great to have around. But you know, if he like gets bitten while you guys are sleeping by like some sneaky zombie, and then. You know, suddenly you have an undead faceless void against you. You don't want that. Undying? He's undead. He never has, he never sleeps. He can always take the night shift, watch out for you. He can command the zombies. That's fair. I was I was leaning towards I mean I think that is the correct option. I was leaning towards Lena. Lena. Yeah, because fire that's always true, works against true, zombies, yeah. right? And She's like a character in a zombie mm, movie. Plot armor. Very good. Like she's... Yeah. I mean, the, the challenge there, of course, is that I am <laughs> yeah. not like a character in a zombie movie. Or if I am, I am not one Lena of the also seems armor. like the so. type of person who like get, will like... You know, in like movies to like zombie movies to like rile up the tension, they sometimes like start arguments in like the dumbest situation. And then like, oh... Yeah. I would rather, you know, settle this petty dispute than cooperate in this life or death situation. Lena seems like the type of person who would do that. That's probably true. Um, 
So maybe undying is, is better because Lena would leave me to die yeah. if I stumbled. Or she would light strike away <laughs> on me. Yeah, if you're like in a bad situation, also... she like stuns you to let you know the zombies feast on you while she runs away. <laughs> right, as they're feasting on me, Alice. <laughs> Next question from that Charlie. Which Dota hero would be best at actually Dark playing Dota? Next. Yes, obviously. Really? He's the master strategist. Who has more fingers? Uh, I don't think there's like a lot of like I don't I'm not even sure if there's heroes with more than I ten fingers. Really yeah, me neither. I think Darkseer is like pretty good here. Yeah, Darkseer is probably good. Maybe like a, a Dawnbreaker. She seems pretty smart. Yeah. Yeah, the thing is, it couldn't be like Invoker or Rubik, because even though they come across as smart, there's no way they would be yeah. team players. I feel like they would like refuse to play Dota. They're like, ooh, this is beneath the Grand Magus or some shit. And then that's like heroes who like <laughs> that would smash the keyboard so fast it's not even worth it, right? Like there's like a lot of heroes like Mars, oh, yeah. Centaur, Sven. A lot of these heroes, you know, they will just smash that shit on the first death. So you don't want to give them your keyboard. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Like, who's unflappable by the exactly. other players? Right? Like, here's where Lena uh, mm-hmm. comes back to bite mm-hmm. you. Like, you could just... She'll break her items yeah. and walk up mid in no time. Darkseer, however, he keeps us cool. Dark- He's a strategist. Yep. He has the long game in mind. Yeah, he would. I think OD yeah, he would, probably too. Be pretty good. Uh, last question. A friend of the show, Neil, asks, what are the best traits you could wish for in a stand-in? Ooh. Asking for the Raven League. So Neil uh, is another one of the registered stand-ins for Yield Raven's Herald Guardian Crusader League. What do I do I think it's a very good question. That's why I wanted to, to get to mm. it. Well, first of all... What do you want? You're, you're a captain. I am a captain. You're a captain, Aaron. Some say what do you want in the one of the greatest captains in Dota 2 to ever live. But that's not me saying that. That's other people alleging that. Well, one of them. <laughs> some have said that. Um, so, I mean, ideally, like, morphing into the actual player, because, like, using standards in an important match never feels that great. Um, but if you have to have a stand-in, then... So, what I hate when I, like, draft with a stand-in, like... Or like graph with anybody new. Like I ask them, so what do you play, right? And ninety nine percent of the time, no matter if they're like low or high MMR, I feel like this universal thing, they like they don't want to dis like inconvenience you. So they just say, like yeah. even a person who like they play two heroes in one position, right? They'll say like, oh, I mostly play everything. So like, yeah, or I'll, I'll exactly. play whatever you need. Like, just communicate clearly what your heroes and your preferred positions are. Don't give me this, oh, I mostly play everything thing. Because, like, it's, you know, it avoids a bit of, you know, communication and maybe even conflict in the drafting phase. But then it's going to be so apparent in the game if, like, you've never played this hero before and, yeah, stuff like that. So don't do that. Don't do that. Communicate clearly your, your strengths and weaknesses. 
Yeah, I think that's I think that's really important. That's a very good point. Like I, I recently stood in um in the Raven League and it was Yeah, like tell people when you don't want to play a particular yeah, exactly. hero. Did I um you know, like oh like because they asked me, like, do you play yeah. PL? Die. In the draft, I, I want to PL. assume like I want you to assume that you're like half as you know good as a player as you think you are. So like only pick comfort stuff. <laughs> Yeah, I think, you know, just be comfortable asserting that you want to play your mm. comfort heroes. Uh, and then generally I try not to like disrupt the chemistry of the team at all. Yeah, for sure. You know, if there's if people are making call, like don't start making calls. If other people are making calls, don't um, don't criticize anyone. Uh, don't complain about the draft for the next one you know like just uh be accommodating Mm -hmm. but as you said arian uh be honest about what you can and and what you want to play what you feel comfortable playing and you'll be fine i mean obviously like the the ideal situation is like it is miracle smurfing Right, that's probably what you want in a, a stand-in. But if you can't actually be miracle, yeah. don't pretend like a miracle in the draft. <laughs> Unless you're miracle, yeah. don't pretend even like miracle. miracle. Yes. If I have a miracle advice. standing in, I want him to pre- uh, pretend, you know, that he's like some tier two player in the draft. Yeah. If I had miracle standing in. Uh, I would just pick him in Boker, yeah. I guess. Because it'd be fun to play with. And then I would take all his last hits and try to get him to rage quit. All right, that's episode 387. Uh, check out, there's lots of Raven League matches that are mm-hmm. being cast. I uh, cast one yesterday. Permasneez is there. Yeah, I saw yeah. you doing some, yes. yes. Uh, check those out. Come play with us. Uh, follow the links to our Discord from WeLikeDota.com. Uh, we're always around. And uh, anything else? At WeLikeDota on Twitter. You got any no, plugs don't there? don't follow me on Twitter. I hate all my followers. That's so bad. All right. Bye. See you next week. <laughs>